Cut the music. I forgot one final thing. Chris, my friend. I was just kidding. What? I would never join the inner circle. What? It's a stupid group. You have nothing that I want. Except for that. Oh! 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 Just broke the bottle of champagne oh! over Jericho's head. And the paradigm shift of the show. Oh, my oh! God. Sammy's just got pile driven out of his boots. John Moxley has duped Jericho in the inner circle. John Moxley owns a, the most expensive car in America. Good morning, good afternoon, good night from wherever you are. This is the War Report. I am your host, Rajani Rawls, and of course I am always joined by my esteemed colleague, Cyrus. Cyrus, what is going on? Uh, how, how are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling much better than I uh, have in the past two weeks. Uh, recovery is going well. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> wrestling is wrestling. And, you know, uh, that's always like a, a little weird. Uh, it's a weird place to be. <laughs> well, we're in a, I mean. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever truly happy. <laughs> well, we're in a new year and a lot has gone on. Uh Wrestle King, two nights of Wrestle Kingdom just happened. Uh, did you did you watch Wrestle Kingdom live? Did you watch it afterwards? Did you kind of like piece through uh, some of the um, matches? Uh, due due to my sleep schedule being uh, you know destroyed, um, I, I I checked out some matches. Of course, uh, I had to check out uh, matches from our AEW team. So I did see Jericho. Uh, I saw Jericho, Tanahashi, uh, Archer, um, Moxley, and I saw the uh, the main event with Naito and uh, Okada. So, what do you think about our uh, ALW cohorts, and how did uh, how did you think? Mo- um, first of all, how did you think Moxley did first against Archer in the first night, and then Juice in the second night? He did re- he did regain. The uh, IWGP U.S. title, even though, again, it's kind of baffling to me because he can't defend it in the U.S. So it's like, how do you... The like literal purpose of the title, he cannot like uh, defend it. Um, obviously, I think it was a bad move. I think, uh, I think Lance Archer or Juice Robinson, people who could perform in the States, obviously deserve that title or, you know, should be holding that title. I thought the, I thought the match with... Uh, with Archer was bad. <laughs> it was a lot of like walking, uh, walking spot to spot. Um, you know, uh, just we're, we're gonna do a little strikes and then we're gonna like walk over to a thing, do a spot, and then you know, rinse and repeat. Um, I missed a, I missed the Juice Robinson match, but I think uh, Juice Robinson probably should have won there, <laughs> especially uh, since he uh, since he's going to be on the UA, uh, the United States tour. You know, probably should have had like a champion there because um, I think there is literally zero champions on the tour. Um, yeah, Moxley. Uh, I don't think Moxley and um, Archer don't blend well together um if you listen to the g show earlier last uh 
earlier last year, um, me and Justin, uh, we thought Lance Archer improved sevenfold, and he did not. Uh, he didn't really uh, go crazy uh, this time around. Oh yeah, I think I definitely think that coming out of the G one last year, Lance Archer was the one who, especially with that Will Osprey match that he had, he yeah def- his stock rose, and I think when he won. You know, the U.S. belt the first time, I was like, fine, good, they're rewarding him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could finally like, have, well, well you could finally have somebody that you could defend it with, like, on U.S. shows, especially with this expansion that's coming on. They're doing a new beginning tour in, you know, in Atlanta, and I think they're coming near you, too, so, like... Oh, I'm not going to that show. <laughs> I, I, I seen the card. Uh, I think I could go without. <laughs> but um, so that was kind of a baffling move for me. I did see the juice match. I liked it a little bit better than I liked the Archer match. Uh, Mox yeah. tends to, I mean, a lot of G1 stuff that he did, it tended to go to more hardcore match. That's kind of like what his yeah. strong suit is. So... Juice, that was a little bit more of a wrestling match. And, I mean, I think Juice did the best that he could there. I think Mox did the best that he there could. And he won. So mm-hmm. how about that tease with Mox versus Minoru Suzuki? Um, <clears throat> it's a dream match for a lot of people, so I'm glad they're getting that. Uh, for me, personally, eh. uh, I'm not really, uh, you know, going crazy for it, but I think it would be a cool match. Um, hopefully. I I want to see this match. I think that it would be better suited for them if they could do it, did it on, like, U.S. soil. Granted, because... Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Mox has the U.S. title. Uh, but, you know, the prospect of Minoru uh, winning that title and being the U.S. title and coming over here more is pretty dope. But then again, if Minoru... Oh, but then again, if Minoru wins it, it becomes like the never open weight title where they play like hot potato with a lot. And I don't, you know, like you're, oh, with, yeah. you're, you're with a conundrum because now, you know, Mox can only be there as much as he can with that title. But like you have to establish some sort of prestige with it. So maybe giving yeah. Minoru something to do and him having the title would be pretty cool. <laughs> you know? Good. So like real quick, yeah, I, would, I would love it. Real quick, Jericho Tanahashi. The match was awful. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I think I've been saying it in close. I don't think I ever said it on the podcast. I think I only said it in closed doors. Um, that whole Tanahashi might get a, a AEW title match. Like, boy, smokescreen. <laughs> it's smokescreen. Like. They they were just like uh, you know everybody's like reporting like oh man you know everybody was like getting really excited they're just like oh my god we might get Tanahashi uh, in AEW oh my god blah 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 and I was just like you see Tanahashi tap and I was just like yeah you know AEW is like re- just making like making themselves look good because uh, you you just look at it you just like look at it on paper and you're just like what does New Japan really gain from doing anything with AEW what do they get from sending uh you know, sending Tanahashi out there to uh, dynamite, you know, and it's just like nothing. 
Well, here's the thing with that. I didn't think that Jericho could lose because, one, you know, him and Mox have signed separate deals with New Japan, right? Jericho has lost a lot in New Japan. So in order for him to be an attraction and kind of like this big star where you keep on having him on Wrestle Kingdoms, he has to win a match at some point. Now, I'm surprised that he won uh, against, you know, the ace there, Tanahashi. Uh, I think the best thing about this match was Tanahashi mocking him in a promo and like doing that whole rock thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that. I think. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I think uh, I just think it's really funny that like you know everybody's just like, oh man, you know. Uh, well, you know, Jericho and Tony Khan doing the whole thing where it's just like, oh, we signed off on a title match. Like, yeah, man, like, you know, if Tanahashi wins and Tanahashi's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do the job, bro. You ain't got to do all that. I, I, I'll tap out. Yeah, creatively, I don't even know how that really even factors because I'm, if you're Jericho, you, of course, you're the AEW champion, but you have a separate deal with New Japan. So I don't even... Does he even have to consult with Tony about this? You know what I mean? Because it's, it's a whole separate thing. The, the point about the whole AOW and uh, New Japan working together, that was drummed up by one person. Let, let's be honest. There's one person mm-hmm. in particular who came out and beat the drums with that. Um, if you kind of know what the history, there's still bad blood between both Kenny, the Young Bucks, and New Japan. I don't think it was really smart for them to do that YouTube video a week prior Wrestle Kingdom and airing out their bad blood mm-hmm. there. Let's start there. Uh, I do understand from reading that Kenny and the Young Bucks do have the option to go back to uh, New Japan that they wanted, but New Japan has not, you know, kind of ventured into that into an, as an option. So I'm like, <laughs> how are they going to bridge... I mean, people are pointing out, okay, New Japan doesn't have a uh, U.S. TV deal. But at the same time, there's so much – so people are so devoted to New Japan world. Um, do you really even need a TV deal at this point for them? It doesn't really work. It doesn't yeah. really work. And also, I think that even with a partnership, New Japan has expanded on their own. You know what I mean? They're doing U.S. shows and – for AOW to kind of like want New Japan talent, I think that's a band aid for the issues that they're having with their mid cards mm-hmm. anyway. You have to fix that on your own. You can't. Partnerships are great, but look at ROH. Like when New Japan not sending talent over there, you see that um, it's glaring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the yeah, hole is real, huge. real cracks. So, like. You can only do so much. AOW has to fix their problems on their own first. And, it, you know, New, yeah, New uh, Japan doesn't really gain that much. Yes, and people that think otherwise is insane. Like, uh, AEW trying to, like, get uh, New Japan talent on their shows, and you have yet to see, like, you only seen Sonny Kiss once on uh, TV. Yeah, we have um, saw probably this seen week. Jimmy Hat In passing. Yeah, uh, um, you've seen Jimmy Havoc probably twice. Um, they just started putting Kip, uh, Kip Sabian, uh, Sabian on the show. You haven't seen uh, the Hybrid 2 in a while. 
you know, it, it's crazy how they're trying to, like, literally trying to band-aid their problems. And I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, New Japan is going to fix it because they don't have a women's division. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, even though Bushi Road owns stardom, I doubt that, like, and, you know, ALW has some stardom talent. Like, I don't know if they're going to really, like, partner up like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't uh, know if they're, they're going to be sending, you know, Julia or, um, you know, Hanakamura over to uh, ALW. Yeah, definitely not. Um, also, people thinking that New Japan, like, owns stardom, and now, like, uh, stardom does whatever New Japan wants is, like, kind of crazy, but that's that's its <laughs> own uh, story and issue. Uh, just for Wrestle Kingdom... Uh, I thought I thought the shows were okay. Um, people are already saying it's show of the year. It's damn January. Come on, guys. <laughs> like you guys do this all the time. Um, but it was a good show. Um, I I thought Moxley had a good showing with Juice Robinson, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean the A, a show guys touched on it. Um, Naito is my boy, so of course I'm happy that he, you know, won mm-hmm. the double dash. Even though I still feel like me and like you and I have talked about it off screen, this is two years too late. You could see that Naito is broken down. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of sad to see. I'm like, yay, he finally got his moment, but he can't go mm-hmm. like he used to. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I thought Osprey um, and Hiromu was amazing. Uh, you know, I'm glad that Hiromu uh, is back and that the fact that he is the junior champion there. Uh, of course, you know, with, you know, Jushin Thunder Liger retiring, all-time great. It was great, yeah. too. Um, I mean, all in all, I thought, you know, everything was great. I, I mean, Obushi losing twice. I <laughs> wouldn't have, I would have booked that. <laughs> Especially and, with him winning uh, the G1, but... <laughs> well, winning the G1 doesn't mean jack shit. It doesn't. Uh, anymore. Um... Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Ibushi fan. Sorry, guys. I'm just like I'm not like crazy infatuated like everybody else is. But him losing twice, like when I saw him, uh, when I saw a clip of him uh, losing to uh, Jay White, I was just like, <laughs> hey, "Hey, bro, what are you doing?" <laughs> I knew Jay White uh, was gonna get his G1 win back. I knew it. Yeah. Well, what, you know. Which is I don't like I don't know I don't know <laughs> like cool but not cool like um, during the G one I thought Jay White was like he I, I wasn't a big fan at first you know he was you know still kind of like weird they were working the quirks out but I thought he looked fantastic in defeat mm-hmm. like just a cowardly heel that you know you know rightfully lost you know due to his own hubris and stuff like that. But boy, <laughs> when he started like when he started going undefeated in the G one, I was just like, "Hey, bro, what are you doing?" <laughs> and then, uh, uh, whatever he he wins, he wins. Uh, I I do like Jay White, but Abushi losing twice here, my man looking my man looking silly out there. And and now he's in a tag with Tanahashi, so uh, yeah, I guess going against Finjuice uh, or or uh, Gorilla. Talk, talk, talk about. Talk about in somebody's shadow again, uh, in purgatory again. 
Oh, real quick before we move on to the shows, um, our former NXT cohort Kenta. Um, oh boy, how do you feel? Because uh, I <laughs> listen, I had two schools of thought here. Initially, I hated it. I was like, "What? It's you just can't." Ghetto's like, you just can't give Naito his moment. He just, oh. at all, you know what I mean? Like it's, he 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 was ready to cut Naito at the knees, bro. Like God damn. But if you're gonna put Kenta over a heat as a heel, that was the way to do it. It was just weird mm-hmm. because he just lost the never open weight title about a, a couple hours before that. So it was like he lost the title. You fail upward in New Japan. He loses the yep. title. And now he's going for the double title for New Beginning. Uh, and he's going, and he's going for both titles, not just one. And even Naito is just like that's stupid. But I think he's, uh, I think Kento's going to lose anyway. So whatever. But Kenta failing upwards and challenging for both titles, getting an opportunity to be, to be a double champion, already, you know, uh, kind of like down downgrading uh, <laughs> Naito's success. Um, insane. Um, I thought it was a cool segment. I did like when uh, Kenta sat on uh, sat on his chest, crisscrossing, he had like both titles in hand. I thought that was a really cool shot. Um, you Like, LIJ is never there when Naito gets beat up. Like, some of the most unreliable pals you could ever have. <laughs> Bro. Five other members. Then Bushi comes, came out. Bushi comes out like well after uh, Kenta does the pose with the titles. Like Kenta's sitting there for like three minutes, and it's like Bushi's like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, whoa, we gotta go help him." I'm like, are you, like, are you for real? Like, you you could uh, you could at least you know have Bullet Club come out with Kenta, and you know. Let uh, let Lij get beat down, so it kind of like <laughs> makes sense. Cause like Naito's getting beat up for a really long time, and I'm just like, man, you know the shit. Shingo like handle this motherfucker right now. <laughs> one one uh one pu- uh pumping bomber and like Kenta's no, dead. <laughs> you know, I, I saw an interesting stat. Um, Kenta actually last year had about 66 matches in New Japan last year. Which is incredible because I Insane. know like he was injury prone at our beloved NXT, and then he came and kind of rebuilt himself a little bit. Um, I don't think that he was. I think people hated him in the G1 as just Kenta, but um, mm-hmm. as he turned into this heel, like people were starting to like him a little bit more. Yeah. Um, my thing is is that like you know. I'm glad he's healthy and, you know, he could perform these matches and he hasn't been injured uh, at all. Like, I think that's fantastic. But, like, man, imagine if he was this durable in NXT and, you know, everything came into fruition and, you know, he became NXT champion and all that stuff happened. Like, that probably would have been great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is about New Japan, but uh, (laughs) uh, he's healthy over there. And I think that's great. All right. We got a... Now, now the shows we actually yeah, have to we, cover. The, the shows that we got to cover, uh, of course, we're going to do some NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 predictions because we got a show on Sunday. 
Uh, yeah, no. not Saturday. Kind of snuck up on me. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like, oh, it's it's coming up. But of course, we got AOW Dynamite and NXT. Let's start off with AOW Dynamite first because I'm pretty sure there's a lot that we kind of want to talk about uh, getting into the show. Uh, what'd you think of the shows overall first? Uh, each each show overall? Yeah, just brief before we get into um, them in a little bit. I think NXT came strong, uh, being like the first like uh, live episode of 2020. Um, I like that they had uh, they had um, Austin Theory and uh, Joaquin Wild. Like uh, you know, they they didn't give up on like you know featuring new talent. And I think it was kind of, uh, I'm, I won't say it's risky, but I do think it's really cool that, uh, you know, Austin Theory is, uh, like, back out there. Like, I guess he's, like, you know, good enough to go. Because yeah. usually it takes, like, people, like, a really long time to, like, you know, be TV ready or just, like, NXT ready. Yeah. Or, like, you know, they really like to take their time with that. I think it's really cool. Um, I, th- I think it was a really good show uh, for 2020. Uh, AEW, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, if you, like, um, I I will say, I like how people are point. I, I think people like hit their threshold, uh, where they're just like now now they want to point out the flaws. <laughs> like it's not it, like there's no more. Uh, just give them some time. You know they're bra- they're branching out. They're brand new. Like I think people are like past that now and like people are like absolutely like vocal about stuff that (laughs) we've been vocal about (laughs) since november um and (laughs) i've been saying for a really long time what is this product gonna look like december or you know january the start of next year and it's shaky it's rocky and you know um i i will say that aw does listen to their fans but sometimes there is just some stuff that they are stubborn about. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Before I before we start the show, what I'm going to do is because I don't want I don't want to go all cornet on certain segments here. So I'm going to try to give suggestions. Now, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there to everybody. I am not a booker. I am, I, I am not Kevin Sullivan. I am not Kevin Nash. I am not. I'm well, not. I'm not even Vince Russo. Uh, like you don't. You don't. You don't have. You don't have to be a booker. You just like. You, you're just like just be a consumer, and it's just like you can, <laughs> like you like you know like what is like uh, what would be good for you, you know, or like what would make you know you like the show, and. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not like I'm not an AEW hater. Like I do want them to do well, and when they do well, I do like it. But it's just been a while since they've done you know I, I, done right by me. <laughs> I just okay. Uh, let's get uh, let's get this segment out of the way because this is the one that grinded my gears the most. Well, I think I think it uh, kind of killed everybody. <laughs> um. Like I said, I'm not. There was a report that came out, uh, PW Insider, that we read, that Tony Khan is very heavily involved in setting up these uh, segments 
like a lot of the men. He's the Vince McMahon of AEW. I mean, he's the head owner, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny and the Bucks obviously have a little bit of freedom. If you watched AOW, Cody's segments are very different. Uh, Kenny's are very different. They're, they're kind of booked in their own bubble. Now, the women, I mean, allegedly is booked by Kenny. And he's getting a lot of flag for it. Let's just get into this Chris Statlander and Riho thing. Okay. First off, Brandy is on commentary. She states off the bat that she's not, she's not interested in this match. Why have her there? That took me out that auto. I'm like, okay, so if she's not interested, why am I even watching this? They held and I go ahead. Just her, her talking like her talking crap to uh, Excalibur she on called, commentary. She calls him exhibit. Yeah, um, it, it reminds me of like uh, when Booker and Corey Graves would just go at it during a match, and it's just like you guys are like completely like distracting me from this. Like you guys are like being children right now. Like shut up, <laughs> you know, uh, Excalibur is trying to do his thing. And then she's just like, Oh, I bet you don't take that mask off ever. And it's just like, all right, five year old, like these childish insults. And like, uh, Excalibur is kind of like no selling it, giving her very serious answers and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, Jim Ross is, like I think uh, I don't remember him saying anything during this whole thing. No, he didn't. Tony Schiavone uh, trying his best <laughs> to like get stuff out of Brandy, and she's not really uh, dealing with it. Yeah, they're trying to rein it honestly. in, and like in the midst of all this, Chris and Riho are trying to have a match, and mm-hmm. it's it's fine. Okay, it is o a okay. It's fine. It's a fine match. Then the Nightmare Collective comes down, okay? So you have, like, uh, interference there with Mel and Kong. So Mel attacks Riho. Then you have, you know, Chris take out Mel and Kong. Then Luther, it's revealed that the ball guy is Luther, comes out from the, you know, the under the ring. And and people were saying like it's Deathmatch Luther. If if I'm not doing a deep dive, I don't know who the hell that is. So like he, he is a he is a legend. Apparently, I have never seen a gif. I ain't never seen no tweets. I ain't, I ain't ne- I ain't heard of this love in my whole life. But he a Deathmatch legend. Come on, son. And and Cyrus is a Deathmatch connoisseur, and he hasn't heard of, of him. <laughs> Okay. I've never seen this man in my life. That's that's a tip off there, right? So all of this happens. They continue to try to have the match still. The crowd is completely taken out of it, even with Brandy coming down. And like Kong attacking <laughs> attacking Chris. How is that not a DQ? I don't know. But Oh. DQs don't happen in AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh these refs are Hot garbage, but you know, every everybody just loves, loves, loves Aubrey Edwards. So no, no, I, no I don't think no. Aubrey was not the ref here. It was, it, it was a male. No, ref. they just they love the refs. So it's just like yeah. you know, it, it doesn't matter what, what what goes on. So 
Rihu Rihu Riho wins with interference from Kong. Uh, Chris and mm-hmm. Riho look at each other like, "What happened?" And Rio's like, "I'm sorry." It's another, yeah. It's another roll up win for Riho. Then the Nightmare Collective attacks Riho and and Chris. Then Hikaru and Swole comes out. They attack the Nightmare Collective. Sunny Kiss comes down. I, I don't know. Maybe he's gonna attack Luther. And then it cuts to uh, Brit. Who just like you know what? in the crowd? Yeah, like forget it. I'm not helping anybody. This segment like was way overbooked. It took away from the story that they were doing. How Chris was like they delayed Chris getting a title shot, and how it was great that she uh, kept up her commitment, and like they were going to reward her. Riho wins mm-hmm. in a roll up again. This. Brandy puts Not. herself over the Nightmare Collective, like looms. Oh, it was just way overbooked. How does this get anybody over? How does this get anybody and, over? Uh, and you know, uh, they they had to do the uh, the Britt Baker in the crowd meme again because that is it, it, just so funny, you know. But like, what are you building up to there? Like, are you building up from Britt and Riho now? Because Riho got attacked by the Nightmare Collective. So now you're having this tag match next week with Mel and Kong, with Karushita and Chris. So, like, what does Riho do? Riho tweets out, you know, I'm going back to Japan. And then... (laughs) She got stuff to do, baby. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, your champion's going back to Japan now. You have this huge log jam into this one um, kind of segment... And it doesn't really put anybody over in your women's division. This is why people are having a problem with it. You have all of this talent, and even and Big Swole comes down, and she's not in the tag match. This is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and, and Kenny said, "Hey, man, if you want a good women's division, just just wait on it." Are you serious? <laughs> uh, like. Obviously, it doesn't have to be perfect, but Jesus Christ, it could be better than this. And Kenny Omega is just like, just chill out, guys. The good stuff is coming. Are you like, are you for real? Kenny is tweeting, and you know, somebody tweeted because he did a an impromptu Q and A, and somebody tweeted to him about, you know, working with Tessa Blanchard. She's presumably going to be a free agent in the coming months after Impact. Finally gives her the world title. I mean, I'm guessing. You better mm-hmm. get your house in order before you even make a run at her because this is a mess. Like, everybody is com- everybody is complaining about how the women's division is booked. Everyone. Even, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, spoilers, uh, there's going to be a Nyla Rose. Like, just if you're going to watch Ale of Dark next week, there's a Nyla Rose and Shayna segment. We haven't seen Shayna in how long? Like, you can't just have people missing, especially the people you're trying to get over. So you, I, I don't, this, I, I don't want to just be negative on AOW Dynamite, but this segment, man, like, this segment broke a lot of people. It broke a lot of <laughs> it, it. Like, it just read Twitter. It not only broke a lot of people in the show. People again are complaining about Brandy, like. People went back to, 
You know, she cut this great babyface promo, you know, back when ALW was starting, and now heel, you know, she's contradicting what she's saying, that she doesn't want to be a Stephanie McMahon. And she's mm-hmm. definitely being what Stephanie used to be, kind of dominating this whole thing. And, you know, uh, a lot of bearing and, like, you know, just not like bearing, but like uh, not doing her best to make people look good. You know, uh, she's saying she's kind of like saying a lot of stuff that it's like uh, on Twitter or whatever. Uh, well, negative stuff and, you know doesn't really make any of the women uh, look good. You know, like, uh, I don't think that she should have brought up, um, like, I don't I, I don't like how she brought up Riho not being around, and then Britt Baker also did that, like, uh, drawing way too much attention to it. Um, like, like, at least Brandy, like, Brandy, you know what's up. Like, chill out. <laughs> and if, if, like, if that's going to be, like, a, you know, a topic that's always brought up with Riho, that's always going to be an issue, then get it off Riho. Well, it's like, are you trying to make Rio a heel here? Because, like, it seems or, like you're like, trying to make you her trying to make people not like her. Yeah. Yeah, like... <clears throat> I, don't know what a, I don't know what a heel Riho looks like uh, offensively or, you know, any other way. But um, that'd be, I think that would be crazy if uh, they turned her heel. Um, but nah, man. Uh, AEW likes to listen to fans, but I just think that it was a very—it was just a big disservice to Chris. I think the the Nightmare Collective is a big uh, a big stain on AEW. Uh, I think a lot of the factions are, but um, a lot of cult factions. and like yeah and i'll bring i'll bring up something later uh about something else they said when uh aw was first starting <laughs> um so we went over the bad um just to kind of go over some good stuff a little bit i thought best friends of jurassic express was fun i thought that they like they accentuated orange cassidy here uh yeah, so which is fantastic I did, you know, Jungle Boy, uh, Marco Stunt. They they actually used him the best. I think they that they have here. You know what I mean? Like, even though it was kind of funny that the ref kind of threw Marco Stunt over. <coughs> Marco Stunt interfered. The ref said, "Hey, yo, get out of here!" and lost him like thirty feet back into his corner. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that. That match was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Lucha Brothers and Co- Destin and Cody was cool. Even though I'm not really sure what they're doing with Lucha Brothers. Like, they seem like they're kind of aimless. Yeah. Uh, they, they're, they're eating pins and, you know, just filling a spot. <laughs> so, you mentioned this to me, uh, just to kind of go off the Cody thing. Because Arn Anderson cut a promo here, and it was very uh, old-timey Arn Anderson, like the good stuff, like the the WCW stuff. Why do they have MJF come right out after Cody all the time? Yeah, uh, why why does AEW do that? Why why does 
why does Cody have a match? And then MJF comes out after the commercial break when Cody is long gone asking for <laughs> Cody. Yeah, it's like, do they walk? Don't they kind of like walk past each other like backstage? Isn't well, that kind of awkward? Like, you like, are you not in the building when he's having a match? Like, you can easily interfere at any point in time or after the match. Like, uh, I think like a couple weeks ago, like um, when Darby Allen comes out uh, to assist Cody or like you know come out to confront Cody, like. You could have you could have came out at any point in time while Cody was just in the ring, just like, damn, I can't believe I lost. Why didn't I book myself to win? Like you you could have you could have come out at any point in time, but it's just like you know have to wait through commercial break. I want Cody, Cody, blah blah blah, this and that, and I'm just like, all right, bro. <laughs> like it don't make no sense to me. Let's jump into MJF's promo. DDP comes out. Now, I, I just want to preface this that I think that Dee Pree looks great for a 63-year-old. I didn't even know he was 60. I didn't even know that he was that old. DDP yoga, what he put over, has been working for a lot of wrestlers. It, it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, do It's weird because Butcher and Blade comes out, and he hits them both with a diamond cutter. Before uh, MJF kind of low blows him, I know that you were not were not a fan of this segment because if DDP was involved. <laughs> well, there, there there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of factors uh, into why I didn't like. So this. so go into it. <laughs> like I didn't like I didn't with the show. Okay. I don't want it to seem like we're piling on. Like like I said, I'm trying to give you know constructive criticism, but. It, why didn't you? I, I, I feel like we are on the same page as why DDP. Well, people people like DDP, like you know, just uh, people on the internet like DDP, like they love Arn Anderson. Um, I just think that DDP coming out there, plugging all his stuff. His yoga, his Twitter, his Instagram. I thought that was shameless. Like, come on, son. You, like, you, uh, that was a little ridiculous. Um, when he came out, I instantly went to Google to check his age. Um, you're 63 years old. He comes out, uh, gets assaulted by, uh, you know, Butcher and Blade. Handles both of them by himself. N- ner- like, they already lost to Co- uh, they lost to Cody and uh, Darby Allen, and then they get bodied by uh, Dolo by this old dude. You know that hurts. <laughs> you know uh, it might not be a big deal for some people, but you know that does hurt them in a sense. Uh, I uh, I think like uh, I don't know which I don't know uh, Butcher the Blade. I know one of them is like kind of like super old. Like I think Andy Williams is uh, kind of up there in age, but like. Come on, sign. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, Warlow not getting his hands dirty at all. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know why. Um, that doesn't really bother me too much, but it's just like MJF being like, no, Warlow, you can't, like, don't don't even bother, like, touching him. And then low-blowing him, I was, I was just like, all right. It is what it is. 
Um, MJF says he's going to smash uh, DDP's daughter uh, after he beats him next week. Well, that's Ed, I guess, man. That that's edgy, <laughs> edgy MJF. Uh, yeah, the Wardlow thing I didn't have a problem with because I think that you have Wardlow be physical when he faces Cody. That's fine for me. Um, I just think AOW is trying to do a mix between veterans and new people, but I think that is coming. That's extinguishing kind of the new kind of the new ilk that they're trying to do because you already have Arn Anderson. I think Arn Anderson being in his position is fine. Uh, but I think that, mm-hmm. you know, DDP saying, all right, I'm looking for one more match. And then, you know, next week they're having MJF butcher and blade versus on, Dustin, on television, Dustin QT Marshall and DDP. It's like, well, MJF and Butcher Blade have they have to win here, right? Because if you want Butcher and Blade to kind of be these, you know, brooding handymen of MJF, mm-hmm. they have to start getting wins. And I think that's the issue that I have, kind of with ALW. Like they like, there's a lot of people eating pens, and a point, you know, there's a point where the new car smell is going to come off on some of the talent, and it's going to hurt, you know? It's, it's, it's already off. But uh, um, also, I, I failed to mention that, uh, you know, uh, Dustin comes out, who just had a match previously before, but Cody can't come out when his uh, his good friend DDP is getting beat up. Well, he can't touch uh, He can't touch M- MJF. Well, he could touch everybody else. <laughs> or at least, come, like, uh, MJF wants him, so I think, you know, as soon as he would have came out, you know, like... They probably would have stopped beating up uh, <laughs> DDP, but uh, yeah, like um, God knows when uh, Cody is gonna accept uh, accept his ten lashes and his match versus Warlow. Well, next week they they did Arn did say that he would answer and say that if he would accept the, the stipulations. And I mean, are <laughs> you still? What was the point of MJF? Are, what was the point of MJF even coming out? Well, like to, to, I mean, to guess to, to do the promo and I guess to set the matchup for next week. I guess, man. Um, he could have just did nothing because I don't want to see MJF wrestle. <laughs> well, real quick, uh, you had Sammy Guevara and Chris Daniels. They really are playing up that Chris Daniels is losing a step. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I do like that, too. I think that's a really good storyline that they're going with. Dark Order comes out. Um, and they offer him a spot because obviously like, you know, like they're playing up the botch that he had. It was a little weird thing in the match where, you know, Pentagon comes out and taunts Chris Daniels and he takes the eye off the ball and Sammy gets the mm-hmm. win. Um, but they think mm. Sa- uh, uh, Sammy lost here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, Sa- no, Sam- Sammy won. Sammy won. Yeah. Oh, Sammy, po- Sammy won. Uh, and so they offer him a spot in Dark Order, then they beat him up, and then SCU and the Young Bucks come and kind of run off Dark Order. Uh, and, uh, wait. It, this match was weird, because Pentagon Jr. comes out, and then Dark Order comes out, yeah. and I was just like, uh, okay, man. <laughs> so, like, they're trying I, to... 
they're trying to play up that Chris Daniels and the Pentagon still have like this unfinished business, especially with the with the botch as like kind of like taunting mm-hmm. him. But then again, it was like, oh, by the way, Dark Order's here. You know what I mean? Like, I like the storyline that they have there going with Chris Daniels, but it seemed like it was like stacked on. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, um, Dem trying to juggle multiple uh, multiple stories, and uh, I, th- I think it's going. Uh, I like I, I do like the story. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think Dark Order really needed an inclusion in it. <laughs> I think it could have just been Pentagon Junior just taunting uh, Christopher Daniels a lot, and then they could probably have a singles match because they are singles competitor. Uh, they are good singles competitors. Um, and maybe Pentagon Jr. can get a win. Um, but uh, it's okay. I liked it. I like that they uh, that they did something, uh, you know, with the botch. Like, they're making they're making the most of it. Yeah. I think that's the best thing that, you know what I mean? Like, if they're going to be meta, then that's the best uses that they can do. And it's not on being the elite, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's actually on the actual show. Yeah, thank God. Uh, <laughs> story important stuff being on uh, being on being the elite is, like, ridiculous. Like, come on. Like, you, you guys have AEW Dark to, like, develop stories and, like, you know, do extra stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, put that on there, you know? Um, real quick... Uh, before we, because we got a lot of NXT stuff to go, Mox and Jericho and him and Mox possibly joining the, ah, man, like, did you not see this coming? Here's the, first off, Mox looked tired, all right? He was in Japan. He, he, well, he was in Japan for New Year's Dash, kind of getting his comeuppance against Suzuki. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that this ending segment of him joining the Inner Circle was very WCW Nitro-ish. Uh, it reminded oh, yeah. it reminded uh, me of, of basically when Stone Cold tried when uh, he said that he was gonna be the corporate champion and he wore the suit out there and he ended up turning <laughs> he, on this big man. He didn't wear he didn't wear the Gucci shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and it reminded me of both when Sting. When they said he was going to join the NWO and he didn't, and when Sting was going to join NWO Black and White and they end up wearing the uh, NWO uh, Wolfpack shirt here, obviously it was going to be a swerve, and Mox was going to, going to turn on Jericho here. Now it, it was long. It was a long segment too because I'm like, wow, they are celebrating a long time here. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, uh huh. Oh. Yeah, uh, Mossy was just like, man, million dollars for a four GT. Cap, cracked him with the bottle, beat his ass. <laughs> he said, "Well, Jericho said that 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 four GT was worth seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That is Shad Khan's four GT." And uh, he also said it was worth uh, millions, and it was uh, super expensive. Uh, one of the most expensive. Uh, Sport cards in America, and I was just like, extreme, All right, bro, you got it. Extreme cap, extreme cap. <laughs> um, yeah. So this sets up, you know, Mox and Jericho having a program in AOW, 
you know, Finally. Ray, Ray, yeah, like we saw it coming. Like they were teasing it for long enough. Uh, before we move on here, Hangman and Kenny versus Private Party. What are your quick thoughts on it? This is the first time that we've seen Private Party since December 18th in AOW Dark. Everybody is raving about Private Party and how good they are. And even uh, commentary was talking about them getting an upset over the Young Bucks, but we don't see them. Yeah. Hangman and Kenny gets I, they get the I, win I, here. I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, yeah, Private Party look good here. Um, I wonder when uh, when uh, the Omega and Page stuff reaches boiling uh, reaches his boiling point because there was like a. You know, a misstep here where uh, Kenny Omega, uh, I think he flips Cassidy and then he hits uh, Hangman Page. Um, you know, I think uh, Page might be drunk, but uh, I guess he understands when uh, <laughs> accidents happen, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, uh, it's bo- it's boiling up there, but, like, I guess there's, like, they don't want to pull the trigger on it yet. Because um, we still have private. I, I'm I'm just glad private parties here at this point because I think I'm tired of seeing the Lucha Bros lose every week. Um, I I don't think private parties should have lost here. They probably should have won, and then that kind of like sets off the feud. Um, also, I think this match uh, happening over Hangman Page saying their party sucks and touching their drinks. So. Yeah, <laughs> they got to fight somehow. Uh, and then him going into the crowd after the match and uh, drinking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> he, he saw that clip where uh, Melter and Brian are going at it, and then Dave tries to swerve, and he was just like, yeah, Hangman Page goes out there and drinks a beer with the crowd. I thought that was really cool. And then I, I just think back about, like, you, you, know, you know what's cooler? When uh, Street Profits won their first match against the uh, the OC, and then Montez Ford did the little thing with the baby, like yeah. <laughs> that was like kind of cooler. <laughs> yeah, now trying to play up like you know Hangman could possibly be an alcoholic, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't uh, I don't want to take it that far, but I'm not a big fan of like you know. Well, there's I mean the whole, like, like even uh, like drinking thing. I think well even. Uh, you know, the like, captions, and I think the new shirt says that, like, he drinks a lot. Like, they're playing that up. I'm like, <laughs> all right, like, this is what Hangman is? Like, this is what you're the, doing the, with Hangman? There's the, 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 some cowboy uh, this some cowboy shit, bro. Dr- drinking on the job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was ALW Dynamite. Um, let's move into NXT because we have a lot to talk about there. A lot is going on over there. <laughs> so, Ray Ripley, there was, if you had any doubt that there was uh, depth to this uh, NXT women's division, they kicked it off right off the bat with Rhea, Tony, and Candice versus Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. First off, uh, we are getting Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for World, Worlds Collide. And it might be for the uh, the UK women's title. Everybody's loving two That's belts. We might actually have that. I don't. I don't. I don't think I that's, that's going to happen either. Yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the uh, 
six way. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, also, like the start of it is really great. Like, um, you know, you you see how stacked this women division is, and you know, uh, you know, pro- promo for Blackpool coming uh, coming through with uh, Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm being there. I think that's uh, you know, I think it's fantastic. Uh, some really uh, really good stuff here. Just a really good uh, six man tag. I thought that it was pretty cool that the first three women out were NXT UK. That really put, you know, over NXT UK as important, especially going into Blackpool. Uh, everybody's gunning yeah. for Rhea. Uh, it was... Yeah, did, you, uh, did you find it weird that there was no Shayna? Like, did that feel weird to uh, you? I, th- I, think, uh, I, I think that's okay. Uh, usually when a champion loses, they are, they aren't on the show, like, uh, like the next show directly after, uh, for NXT, so well, I'm kind of used to it at this point. Well, I think she's done. I think that we're preparing to see her get ready for Royal Rumble and, and to mm-hmm. move, to move on. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with her, uh, horsewoman uh, cohorts. Well, they're they're kind of they're kind of treating Worlds Collide as like you know kind of like a pay per view, because like they're doing a lot of build up to a lot of these matches, or just like you know making uh, making it seem like like a super big deal. So I think once World Collide happens, like uh, like because we already have our Rhea Ripley match for Worlds Collide, so maybe there's a rematch uh, at um, Portland. Yeah. I think so. it, that could yeah I think that could happen. If there's no re uh, if it's not a rematch versus uh, Shayna versus uh, Rhea, then I think I, I do think uh, Shayna's done. Let's get into the Dusty Classic. Uh, we had Imperium versus Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons has new gear, thankfully. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't. I um, I did not think that Imperium should have lost here. I thought that. If you were going to have an NXT UK tag uh, team to move on, it would it should be them. And I thought that was the yeah. right thing for them to win here. What did you think? Um, people need to stop playing with the Forgotten Sons. Uh, they're actually pretty nice. They're good. <laughs> they're good wrestlers. They really are. Yeah. Um, like the the. The whole they look MAGA or they look racist, like that might be the case. <laughs> well, uh, with their old gear, with their like you know Sons of Anarchy uh, fit, you know. Uh, I'm glad that they, they finally like changed that, so people can stop saying that because there is no evidence that they are they're racist. So like so far like. Th- th- you know, whatever their views could be shaky or whatever, but um, I don't know their their gear here. Uh, kind of like, I think it gets that like, I think it gets that stink off them. I hope. Um, but I thought uh, I thought Imperial was really good here. Uh, I think it was good for them to win. Uh, Forgotten Sons made it far last year, but I think I think they're okay losing first round here. So undisputed, Aaron Gallus was the second uh, match. I. I was not high on this match. I think that uh, that Fish and O'Reilly did as much as they could. It's just that 
with Gallus and Joe uh, Joe Coffey and Wolfgang, their styles do not gel. Uh, they, you know, made they're bigger guys. It didn't really. They're slower, kind of. You know what I mean? Like I didn't mm-hmm. think. I just. It wasn't the best undisputed era match to me, even though they tried to do as much as they could. Yeah. Um, not not the best undisputed era match. Uh, I'm not I'm not too high on Gallus. Uh, I I just like Joe Coffey. <laughs> um, oh, correction! It's my think, it's uh, Mark Mark Coffey, his brother. Is not I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I like Joe Coffey a lot. Um, rooting for him uh, to win that Blackpool. Um, I don't know. I'm not because uh, like uh, undisputed era versus the revival is like still like high. Um, like. You know, like it's still in my mind, like that, like that match went hard. <laughs> uh, so for them to come back with this match, uh, it's kind of like meh. Just a little tit. Also, I, oh, go ahead. I and I actually don't like Wolfgang at all. I don't think he's a a cool guy. <laughs> little tidbit: Kushida has a partner, and it is Alex Shelley. Time splitters are back, and they. We'll be fighting Grizzled <laughs> Young Vets next week. How do you... Uh, I think it's crazy how uh, they are. They were announcing Alex Shelley and then uh, the Nightmare Collective thing was happening <laughs> in AEW. And then my timeline was just like, oh my God, Alex Shelley. Mo, Mo, like get Time Splitters back. Like, everybody's like crazy <laughs> about Time Splitters. <laughs> so... Uh, we touched on Austin Theory and Walking Wild uh, at the beginning of the show. Like I said, like good match, good match, like good short match. If you wanted to so- showcase some uh, new up and coming talent, I like that NXT sprinkled that into the episode this week. The Gargano and Finn promo. I saw a lot of people saying like this is the same old promo from Gargano. He basically said like Finn, you know, abandoned NXT. Uh, he turned down the opportunity to move to Raw or SmackDown, and the brand has <laughs> left him behind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it a buck, bro. You got the call up as soon as your partner got hurt. They were just like, oh, that was lovely. And they just set his ass back down. Like, shut up. Like, as soon as you got the call, you you, you was in catering, uh, chopping it up with Zack Ryder, bro. Like, get out of here. Um uh, I thought it was weird that the crowd booed uh, Gorgano here. Like, uh, I thought that was really weird. Uh, I thought it was a good promo for the start. Uh, I think Gorgano just being like, you know, I like I'm NXT now. Like, you know, uh, I thought that was cool. But I think him mentioning the main roster stuff was kind of uh, whatever. Because like, <laughs> you, you like. You got sent back to NXT uh, because Champa got hurt. Like you, you would have probably still been up there, you know. Um, I like that Finn came out and kept it short, you know, announced the match and then keep it pushing. Yeah, <clears throat> it's um, excuse me, I it's you know the battle between NXT past and present. You know what I mean? Like Finn was Mister NXT. He he kind of like that next generation. You put it on the map, and then like if you. Look at Johnny Gargano. He's Mr. Takeover. You know what I mean? Like he, uh, yeah. I'm excited for this match. I'm excited for this, uh, 
this feud and see how it unravels because, like, if you saw how they brutalized each other, like, Gargano was on the shelf for a while, you know what I mean? Like, because of this. So, um... I'm I'm excited for the match, but like, why did the crowd boo Johnny? Dude, I think that Full Cell really has a love hate relationship with him for some reason. Like, I I I don't get it. He's literally like one of the best wrestlers. Uh, one of the best wrestlers uh, on the roster. Like, so uh, Chelsea Green. Uh, Mrs. She was on Raw. She's been on main event. She made her debut. Finally, uh, you know, a lot of people were clamoring for it. Made her debut on NXT with uh, Robert Stone, who is otherwise known as Robbie E, if you remind remember from Impact. Uh, she attacks mm-hmm. Mia Yim. How do you feel about... Uh, so, uh, how do you feel about... <laughs> Chelsea Green's debut because you know that you know I think that Deanna is coming too. I, I think. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I, I I do think it's very funny um, that you know we we always knew that VXT was a thing like a really big thing, and then uh, Deanna has her match with Oscar, and then she's not uh, she's not on main event after or anything. Um, Chelsea Green has uh, that very um, iffy match with Charlotte, and then she's like all over main event, and then she gets sent back down to NXT without uh, Deanna. Um, <laughs> what happened? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think it's weird what's going on there. Um, Ro- uh, Rob Robbie Stone or Robert Stone. Uh, I I, th- I think uh, I think I'm with most people that is just like, hey man, where's Malcolm Bevins, bro? <laughs> That's who I really want to see. Well, I think what they're trying to do here is they're trying to do these those impact ties. Like, hey, like if you remember Robbie, well, the few people that remember Robbie E. that character, and like, uh, you know, Chelsea from you know being the Hot Mess Express. Like, hey, let's pair them together because there's familiarity there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, well, the, the VXT thing got derailed because Rachel Evers got hurt. Like, you know, so she's rehabbing yeah. Chelsea, uh, Deanna. I don't know what they're going to do because I think, because Deanna's a great wrestler. Chelsea yeah. is, but like Chelsea fine. Green got more use or like got used more, uh, uh on her short call up time. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to see, you know, maybe have me and Kaylin go against, you know, Chelsea and Deanna as a tag team and kind of like build a little bit like a tag team division there. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to just wait and see in what they do, how they kind of bring Chelsea in to the whole NXT fold. I will say this. I do like that they're building a secondary feud in that women's division. See, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, a big log jam kind of like for the women's title. Oh, well, <laughs> like, I don't really think it's a log jam. Cause literally like anybody could be a contender for the title title right now. Um, but, um, 
I do think it's weird that uh, I don't uh, I don't think uh, the Mia Yim and Dakota Kai feud is finished. Is it? Uh, well, I mean, it may have ended with Mia kind of uh, doing that suplex into the table and giving Dakota Kai staple uh, stitches. <laughs> I th- oh, okay. I I I guess I handle that. Like, uh, Dakota guy doesn't want to, like, you know, but probably crack her shit. But then again, <laughs> like, it, it, with Dakota, that money matches with her and Tegan. So you gotta yeah, like I know, build that like, up. I, I'm not really sure. Like Dakota again, she's another you know piece in the cog who can be like, hey, like, I want to face Ray Ripley too. You know what I mean, like. I, I think uh, probably probably after Portland. Yeah, because or Tegan's been maybe. off TV since that attack, you know, selling that attack. And then I think when you have Dakota, then you would bring in Tegan to like, you know, oh, my, you know, oh, my God, yeah. Tegan knocks his back and she like attacks Dakota, you know? Yeah, that, that can happen whenever. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there, 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 there's something in the plans there, so I don't think there's necessarily a logjam. To finish up this NXT episode, we had the fatal four-way, you know, for the number one contendership for the NXT uh, North American <laughs> title. Keith Lee, Cameron Grimes, Dominic Dijakovic, and Damian Priest. I did like it. They're, they did vignettes uh, throughout the episode introducing uh, each man. Everybody's like, that's the first time I've heard Damian Priest speak. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Uh, who who you think had the best uh, vignette out of the four? I do think Dom was the funniest. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> I I do think it was funny with him just like saying words and then like shadow boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, Cam- Cameron Grimes one was a little weird to me. Uh. But you know, Dam- Damian Priest had the best one because uh, you know he 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 has some bitches around. You feel me? Like my man finally got some swag on him. <laughs> well, I mean, like Damian Priest sounds like a Devil May Cry character to me. <laughs> uh, it, it just seems like he would be hanging out with Dante or something like that. I think. Well, that that's fire, bro. <laughs> uh, I- <laughs> Yeah, it's it, see. I was just like, oh man, like this dude is gonna be a villain in like some vampire movie. I, some the cool like Blade villain, I think. Um, that's, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> with the match, I think that everybody shined here. Like I said, like I've said that we said in episodes past that NXT does a very good job in showcasing. Everybody in these multi-man or multi-women matches. Uh, Keith Lee, right call. Oh, absolutely. Right call. He did pin uh, Roddy before, so it makes sense that he goes on and he's going to fight for the uh, NXT North American title. I think that he should win it. I think that it's time. I think it's time. As we get, in, we go into April. Um, I think it's time <laughs> that the undisputed era start. They they have to start losing titles here. Like, yeah. um, we're we're getting a uh, undisputed era versus Imperium. 
during Worlds Collide, and honestly, I don't think the North American title really needs to be present during that match. I just think uh, the NXT title and the NXT UK title are probably should be the only thing still present. But, uh, you know, um, the Dusty Classic uh, finals isn't happening anytime soon, so Undisputed will still uh, have the, the tag titles during that time. But, like, the North American title doesn't really need to be there. All right. To end our episode, we're going to give our NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 uh, predictions real fast. We'll just run down the card. We'll, oh. uh, B- before we start, did you uh, – NXT UK didn't have an episode this week, but they had, like, a really good 40-minute long, like, video package for the pay-per-view. Yes, uh, I think it's like called Prime Target. Prime Target, yeah. They've um, done this before, especially with uh, Walter and Tyler Bay, which I thought was amazing. Okay, they did this before. I like. I thought this whole thing was like fire, like uh, this like documentary type uh, thing going on. Uh, I thought it was amazing. Uh, also, I didn't have to like, you know, actually like sit through an episode of wrestling. Uh, they just tackled all the matches that are happening and how people like feel about it and i think uh i thought it was fantastic yeah especially with the history between kaylee ray piper niven and tony storm mm-hmm. i thought that i was thought really uh, well done. I, I i thought the uh the joe coffee stuff was done uh well done really well because uh remember joe coffee had the match with pete dunn you know that was a big moment for him walter comes out bitches him out <laughs> with the one uh with the one forearm, and then, like, you know, he's instantly forgotten, you know, uh, instantly becomes, like, an afterthought, uh, after, like, having this big title match, and then Walter debuting, um, that really messing with his head, like, I thought that was, like, (laughs) I thought, I thought that was really good motivations for the match, uh, Walter, ooh, hey, hey, chill out, bro, (laughs) Man's was sounding wild problematic while talking about Scottish uh, heritage and Scottish people. Well, he did. Well, he did that with uh, UK wrestling too with Tyler. He you know, yeah. Hey. Walter does not <laughs> think highly of any other kind of wrestling other culture, but his own. But his, but his own. He's very. You know what I mean. <laughs> so real quick, we'll run down the card: Tyler Bay versus Jordan Devlin. Uh, Jordan Devlin. I'm also going to go with Jordan Devlin. I I mean, you could go, if, if Walter wins, you could go Tyler, Walter too. But I think that Jordan, I mean, I've said this last year, I think Jordan is going to be the guy that I think that is going to dethrone Walter. I'm a huge fan of his, so I'm going to go with Jordan Devlin too. Trent Seven versus Eddie mm-hmm. Dennis. Uh, Trent Seven. I don't... Uh... Not really familiar with Eddie Dennis. Uh, actually, you know, I'll, I'll change. Actually, I'll go with Eddie Dennis uh, with the with the mm, the video package. It, it seems like uh, you know, Trent Seven is uh, the Cassius Ono type, so um, you know they'll probably let him get the win over. I am also going to go with uh, Eddie Dennis. I think that you know British Strong Style go over two in this. Uh, this whole uh, card, which I mean, like they're they're the stewards of NXT UK. I don't think that mm-hmm. at this point that they should 
I, I don't think that they should win all the. You know what I mean? All the time. If you want to get over yeah. talent, there, like I think they, they should lose. Uh, also, like you, you can heat up Tyler Bay anytime. Absolutely. I, I don't think Trent uh, Seven. I don't really think Trent Seven like desperately needs uh, wins. So I think he'll be. Uh, I think he'll be okay with a loss here. Especially if you want to do something where worlds collide with them. You know what I mean? You could always have that option mm-hmm. as well. So, Kaylee Ray, Piper Niven, and Tony Storm for the NXT UK Women's title. Who do you got? Uh, I definitely think it should be Kaylee Ray. Um, <laughs> she's an asshole, bro. <laughs> Told you, man. I sing the highest of praises to Kaylee Ray. Uh, you know, I... Th- uh... I think if uh, NXT UK was, you know, watched as much as NXT was, I think uh, Kaylee Ray would be in the same conversation as Shayna Baszler or as, as just, like, a really good heel. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to have, the, uh, you know, the money match uh, at Worlds Collide with Tony Storm and uh, Rhea Ripley for the double titles. I hope not. Uh so let's chill out with the double title thing. Um, they can still have the match and it will be fine. Uh, but I think Kaylee Ray takes it here. Uh, Tony Storm doesn't need to be a, a double champ. I mean, Tony uh, two time, a two time. Yeah, she doesn't need to. She doesn't need to be two time or Tony two bells. So I'm also going to agree with you there that I think Kaylee Ray retains. I, you know, what I mean, I don't think that you take the belt off of her just, you know, just yet. Uh, as you're moving Tony more towards the NXT side, I don't think that she mm-hmm. needs to like regain the title just yet. I think that Piper should get that spot, or you know, uh, I wouldn't say Jenny because it seems like they're they're teasing a Jenny oh. split right now with uh, Jenny Jenny doing other shit. Uh, she she's progress women's champion. Uh, she's doing a lot of stuff on the Indies right now, so they're probably just gonna uh, dial it back with her. Uh, prob- let uh, let Piper Niven stay at the top, and so she can get a singles match with Kaylee Ray, and then she'll probably take it then. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's a a good way to go with that. Or you know, she could lose again. Uh, she could lose again. It doesn't really matter. So we got Gallus, Imperium, Grizzled Young Vets, and South Wales Subculture in a. Four-way ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Titles. Uh, anybody but Gallus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll probably go with South Wales uh, subculture. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. Uh, what's his name? Um, Mark Andrews and uh, Flash, Flash Morgan Webster are two fantastic wrestlers. Um, I also think Zap Gibson and. Uh, what is it? Uh, Joe Coffee. No, it's not Joe Coffee. Uh, who's the second one on Grizzly Young Vets? I'm sorry. It, I'm blanking out. It's all good. Uh, it is. I know it's Joe something. Joseph it's Connors. G- no, no, it's James, no, it's James Drake. It's James Drake and Zach Gibson. Oh, who's... Uh... Hey, Joseph Connors is a singles guess, guy. Uh, yeah, James Drake and Zab Gibson are uh, young grizzled vets. Uh, I'm a big, wow. big fan. Of Thought it. I had it. It's all good. <laughs> big fan of theirs. I'm a huge fan of theirs. But yeah, uh, literally anybody but Gallus here. Not, uh, not a big fan of them. I'm gonna go with Imperium. 
I think that Eichner and Barthel should win here. Um, yeah. I I mean, it could be Grizzled Young Vets, you know, get the two-time belts, but I'm I'm going to go with Imperium. I, I thought they'd be a long overdue for a tag team title run over there. It, I, I, I just don't want it to be like a rehash of Undisputed Era where they have all the gold, you know? Well, they might see they might do that going up to Worlds Collide. So, like, I didn't... Ah, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. so, like, you know, gold versus gold. Even though I have no idea who's going to go over there. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you book that. Uh, that match, uh, <laughs> the ring explodes. And finally, we have Walter versus Joe Coffey for the NXT UK men's title. Um, not the recovered men's title. I would given, you know. Oh, come on. You ain't got to bring that. <laughs> Hey, man, whoever stole Walter's stuff, you a bitch, bro. Uh, Give it back. So, yeah, who do you think is going to win here? Uh, Walter, without a doubt, but I think uh, I think Joseph Col- uh, Joe Coffey is going to show out, hopefully. I think that Walter, I think, yeah, Walter is going to win, I, I think, also, too. I think that, you know, you're either you're going to either heat up Joe, Jordan Devlin or Tyler Bate again. In order for him to lose that title, but I don't think he loses here. It's going to be a big Haas battle. Please do not make this forty minutes. It does not need to be a forty-minute oh. match. Give give that time to the ladder match or to the women, please. Uh, remember that. I swear to God. Remember that Pete Dunne uh, oh, uh, Joe Coffee match. That was way yeah. too long. That went way too long, and they kind of, like, botched the finish, which was crazy. And then uh, I think uh, Pete Dunn versus Walter also going crazy. Like, uh, I don't think I don't think Walter should be going up to the top rope to, like, you know, having to seal the deal. <laughs> like, he, he's already, like, a really huge dude. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, Walter takes it here, without a doubt. Please don't go forty minutes. I don't, I don't have I don't have that much time on a Sunday. <laughs> so that is our predictions, and also that is our show for this week. As always, you can follow us at the illustrious RNC Radio Live. Uh, we are kicking off the 2020 year. We have plenty of treats for you. We got, of course, the new episode of the A Show. We got a new episode mm-hmm. of Chatting with Nelson, where he talks to uh, YC, which is also it was a really good conversation. Everybody go check that out. We got a first new episode of the Big Eyes podcast with Jamal. And we also have a new episode of RSBN, where they talk about the Kevin Love <laughs> drama. <laughs> Kevin Love can't show, uh, show a little emotion, bruh. You, you you really going to find a dude for being mad? Like, come on, son. NBA whack. And especially with that Cavs uh, team. Like, <laughs> I would be pissed too. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's a little wild to me. But uh, before we uh, before we uh, sign off, um, there's some other uh, World Collide news where Finn Balor will be going up against uh, Aja uh, Dragunov. That's going to be a great match. Great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then t- 
Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley, but uh, those are two matches announced. So Worlds Collide is looking must-see. Um, I don't know why they didn't announce these matches before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because uh, those uh, Travis Bank matches <laughs> did not move me at all, son. <laughs> oh, before we get out of here, Bash of the Beach. Miami. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to put you on the spot here. Are you going to see? I am buying my. I'm buying my ticket after this and after I upload the episode. <laughs> so I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to find somebody to go with me. <laughs> but uh, I might have to go alone. Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida versus Mel and <laughs> Awesome Kong. You also have uh, Pac versus Darby Allen, and you have DDP, QT Marshall, and Justin Rhodes. Yes, the Old Men Collective versus MJF and Butcher and Blade. And then you also have um, Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley. Uh, you know what it is. If you see me, it's Cyrus. Uh, Cyrus with Bubba Kush lighting up to endure <laughs> AEW, baby. <laughs> So there you have it, everybody. We're going to have next week, we're going to have a live report of the war report of Cyrus's time at Bash of the Beach. Thank you for joining us every single week. We will talk to you soon, especially talking about uh, NXT Blackpool 2. And I'm yeah, very interested to, see, to hear what Cyrus says next week. Oh, man. Stay tuned, man. <laughs> Uh, I, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, uh, it should be a good atmosphere, you know, really good people, but, uh, uh, that's all I got. I'm sorry. I can't fake it. Um, <laughs> I, I just hope I, uh, I'm just hoping to have a good time. <laughs> maybe we'll see you if, when Moss comes through the crowd. Maybe we'll see you, uh, you know. Oh, uh, I'll be the dude in the back brace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, come back uh, next week. <laughs>